This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. What I'm trying to do in Sports Talk with Jock is talk about the CFL Outstanding Player Awards. Uh, and it's a real pleasure to be joined by the longest-serving play-by-play team in the Canadian Football League. We have the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Stephen. And we have our outstanding color commentator, Greg Peterson, for Dulux Paints. And, uh, okay, first of all, guys, I, I, I just got to get you to weigh in here. Mark, you're a baseball guy. Cubs or Indians? Who wins tonight? Indians will rally. Indians will rally. I like your thinking, my friend. Greg yeah, Peterson. I, I think they got enough. I think they got the home crowd and uh, uh, something a little special about their starting pitcher, Kluber. So they're going to rally tonight. Uh, that, that was my thought uh, as well. Greg Peterson, you got a horse in the race? I have no idea. I'm not a real big baseball <laughs> fan. <laughs> but I am interested in this one. So I'll just because Mark picked the Indians. I'll go with the Cubs just because it's been about 100 years since they've won. So. Yeah, you see, that's just like you two guys. You can never agree on anything. I, I get it. That's typical. Uh, hey, guys, we're here to talk some football tonight, though, because the Outstanding Player Awards were uh, handed out earlier today. Now, Mark and Greg, you guys both get votes, and Greg, I appreciate it. You, uh, you get some feedback from myself and from Dave Rowe, but you cast the final ballot. So, Mark, I will let you go first when I say Bo Levi Mitchell, Charleston Hughes, Jerome Messam, Derek Dennis, Renee Paredes, Devaris Daniels, how did that match up with your ballot? Uh, there's one that was different. I went with Roy Finch for the outstanding player. That was the one that uh, was uh, different for me. So uh, I gather there was uh, others that didn't agree with me. I, I did. That was one I certainly weighed uh, long and hard on it. Uh, you know, but in the end, uh, the fact that Roy Finch kind of changed the team around, and the fact that Rennie Perret has got some of those field goals was no doubt in part because uh, Finch was able to shorten the field on many, many occasions there. So that was a tough one. I can't lie to you. The other one that was uh, fairly tough uh, was the rookie of the year one as well because he had two guys that really came in and seized the moment. They're probably the top two or two of the top rookies in the league, never mind on the same team there. Mm-hmm. Yet, and saying that, Devaris Daniels is a unanimous choice here in Calgary. So, Greg Peterson, I'll ask you the same question. Bo Levi Mitchell, Charleston Hughes, Jerome Messam, Derek Dennis, Renee Paredes, Devaris Daniels, how did that match up with your ballot? I was good on all of them, but two. Um, I didn't pick Rennie Paredes. I, like Mark, went with Roy Fink, but that's nothing to take away from Rennie. And I didn't take Derek Dennis, but I probably should have done a little bit more due diligence (laughs) ahead of time because uh, the head coaches were certainly thinking that. But I went with Wilson just because he'd moved around a lot. But uh, you know what? Some of these are just tough. It's just a toss-up. Well, you know what, Greg, and and you're bang on. And and I I will take some of that heat for you because uh, we sort of did a roundtable with yourself, Dave Rowe, and myself. And and we all, at the time, thought Spencer Wilson because of his utility, but I was the same way. I hadn't talked to Dave Dickinson. I hadn't talked to Bo Levi Mitchell. And after I talked to those two gentlemen, uh, we probably should have gone with Derek Dennis. So uh, in that that, that sense, I I do think the, the voters got it right. But it's interesting that both of you guys went with Roy Finch. So uh, we heard Mark's reasoning why he wanted to go with Roy Finch. Uh, Why did you want to go with Roy Finch, Greg? I wanted to go with him because I think that out of any area that has improved this year with the Calgary Stampeders, it's been our return game, all because of really one player, Roy Finch. And I, I thought that we saw the dramatic difference when Roy Finch was out of the lineup. It felt like we saw Wowen with blitzing, returns all the way for touchdowns every single game what we saw was a guy that could take a normal five-yard return which we always had in previous years and which we had when he wasn't in there into a 10-yard gain a 10-yard gain into a 20-yard gain i just think that the guy was excellent and explosive at giving us great field position and he was a definite difference in the improvement in our special teams return game 
I've used. Yeah, that's what impressed me all season long is, like you say, the uh, five or eight yards where he'd then break a couple more tackles and just find the narrowest and tiniest of creases and uh, turn them into 18 or 20 yards. His average in the returns, by the way, Cleveland just scored. They did, yeah, thank they're you. They're both amazing there, and uh, that's what really impressed me, and his attitude is just tenacious as all get out. He's amazing that way. Well, it's interesting because I think the best description I heard all season long, and it was during our Lexus of Calgary halftime show when I had Tommy Frizzani, the former Calgary Stampeder, great on. And he said, this Roy Finch guy, he reminds me of the Labor Day rabbit because he can dart left, he can dart right, he is fast, and he is sneaky. And I and I thought that was a great description. And Greg Peterson, you've been a returner in the Canadian Football League, and, and a, being a punt returner is not an easy thing in this league. No, and it's so much different than being a kickoff returner. Being a punt returner, uh, most of the time the punts are spirals. They're coming down at a re- real different angle, and it takes a knack to be able to return a punt. Uh, what Finch has a great ability to do is kind of be moving forward just as he's catching the ball. And normally when you're a punt returner, you have no space to really – your first job is to catch the ball, which he does a great job of doing it. Your second is to just get upfield right away and get as many yards as you can. He does that. Now, being a kickoff returner, totally different. The ball is going end over end. You've got lots of space to work with. It's more your vision and seeing where the seam is going to develop. Uh, but the guy is fearless, and he d- goes north-south, which is sometimes tough to teach a returner. And returners sometimes dance and are hesitant when they're going through a hole because you're going to get hit and it hurts. Finch has no hesitation whatsoever. And, and again, Mark, we don't want to take anything away from Rene Paredes because even though he stumbled out of the shoots this year, he, he didn't have a great start to the season. 56 field goals, that's pretty damn good. Oh, that's really impressive. I mean, Sandro DeAngelis had the record in 2006, and that's uh, the record that he tied. So that's an amazing season, as you say, with some early season issues. But he uh, righted that and uh, was just amazing how reliable he was all season long. And uh, good for him. You know, he was a finalist last year and had a great season this year. So he's having a fabulous, fabulous career. And, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And, again, I don't want to take anything away from his season at all. Let's uh, let's break it down uh, by, uh, first of all, the Defensive Outstanding Player Award, Charleston Hughes. He leads the Canadian Football League in sacks. Uh, Sean Lemon does have a chance to uh, catch him and maybe pass him this weekend. Uh, we'll see what that happens. Uh, this was a tough one because Deron Mayo was having an unbelievable season. He was the leader. Then he goes down with the injury. Uh, Greg, uh, how much did you have to uh, weigh on Charleston Hughes, or did you think uh, you, you, you know that, that Deron Mayo still should have maybe uh, been the guy? No, I had Charleston Hughes from the get-go. He was always my choice. Uh, Mayo was up there. So was Jamar Wall. However, Charleston Hughes is just, he, he, he had that wow factor where he would just, uh, it's tough to stop him. He was that one guy that was unstoppable at times. And they'd have to double-team him, and he just added that extra element. So I never had any doubt. He was from the get-go, always my guy. Mark? Yeah, I thought so, too. I did give serious consideration, though, to the two guys you mentioned. Uh, Jamar Wall is just a real, real force back there, for that matter. So is Siante Evans. But, you know, it's unfortunate Deron Mayo went down. But part of this award, it's, uh, you know, you have to look at the length and breadth of the season as well. And it's unfortunate if a guy is injured or whatever. But uh, that, that you have to factor in as well. So we'll wait and see what happens with it. It's obviously going to be, uh, you know, tough for Charleston to move on because you've got the uh, Alabamian gang in uh, B.C. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. 
Yeah, no, it's it's so true. The Calgary Stampeders had the best defense in the Canadian Football League this year, but let's let's say this was a, a team effort on the defensive side of the ball, Greg Peterson, because there were a lot of things going right for this defense this year. Oh, yeah, they were way better than I thought they'd be with a brand-new defensive coordinator with Devon Claybrooks. Devon did a fabulous job of coaching, and I just think that we could see upwards around eight, seven all-stars from this defense yep. on the all-star team. And if we don't, then there's some real bad homers from other cities because <laughs> Calgary definitely should have that many on the all-star team. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's hard to single out one, although Charleston was good. There were lots of other candidates, and I agree. That's why the defensive side of things will be dominated. I mean, you look at the Stampeders, you can talk about all the stats and records you want. Here's one that just jumps out for me. Most points and surrender the fewest. That's a pretty successful formula. Yeah, true, true enough. When we look at the rookie of the year, you know, Stan Peter fans obviously were blessed this year. There were so many choices, and it came down to two, Alex Singleton and Devaris Daniels, and, and Devaris Daniels was unanimous by the voters. How tough is he going to be in to get out of the West against Taylor Loeffler of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Well, I personally think it, it's not tough. Uh, Devaris Daniels is going to be the pick, should be. I think his biggest competition was getting out of the Calgary Stampeders with Alex Singleton, who I was torn. It was I was wishy-washy, really wanting to pick Alex sometimes, but um, I, I don't think that Taylor should be in the contention. I, I just think uh, Daniels should be it. Yeah, the one that, the, what swayed it for me was uh, somebody, you know, I, I brought that up to somebody with the stamps, that exact argument, but they said, look, Daniels has blossomed into one of the best receivers in the league, not best receivers of the year, or right now, he's one of the best receivers in the league, and you got to consider that when you uh, fill out the ballot. It's unfortunate, uh, you know, for Alex Singleton, whose fabulous season uh, doesn't get acknowledged, at least with a, a nomination, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Loeffler's really good, and uh, I think he'll give uh, Daniels quite a run because he certainly has a blossom on that very good Winnipeg defense as well. I don't disagree with you, Mark. Let's talk about the top Canadian for a second here, guys. Jerome Messam, he is going to be the leading rusher in the Canadian Football League this season, his first ever rushing title. Uh, we saw what he did catching the ball coming out of the backfield, carrying the rock for the Calgary Stampeders. You sort of knew it was going to be a two-horse race between Andrew Harris and and Jerome Messam for top Canadian coming out of the West, but uh, I'll, be, I'll be disappointed if Jerome Messam doesn't knock off Andrew Harris. Mark? Yeah, I think so. I think he's uh, you know got better numbers than uh, Harris does. Remember, he's got 15 touchdowns. Let's not forget his four pass-catching right. touchdowns as well. And just the overall successful season that he had. Harris had a good season. Uh, some kickers in there and Sean Gore. But I think out of the West, he's got a, a very, very good chance. And, you know, uh, Andy Fantuz was probably his toughest competition. But unfortunately, he's come up with a very serious injury. And mm -hmm. I don't know how that'll impact the next round of voting. But uh, I think, uh, I wouldn't say it's unanimous, but I'd say he's certainly a strong favorite to win it for sure. Well, you're right, Mark. And sorry, Greg, just to cut you off there. But Andy Fantuz has had an excellent season. I, I do want to point that out. So uh, good for Andy Fantuz. But Greg, you weigh in. Well, as Stephen Harper said to President Obama about the Keystone Pipeline, this is a no-brainer. It's a drone messing. I like the reference there. A Harper, Obama reference. Good for you, Mr. Well, Peterson. If they do not pick Jerome Messam as Canadian of the Year, there's something wrong. I mean, there, there's just two. I'm sure you're going to get into it with Bo Levi, but to me, there's just no way anyone should not be picking those two for the winner, at least coming out of the West. 
Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that anybody can come near with what the, those two have done this year. Well, and, and I guess that brings us to, you know, the Outstanding Player Award. And, uh, you know, I don't know what more we can say about Bo Levi Mitchell. If he doesn't win the League Outstanding Player Award and it's not unanimous, uh, I'll be disappointed, Mark. I will find out uh, who the hometown cheerleaders are in a hurry, but not unanimous. That's exactly. Sure, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I'm with you. The best player on the best team, uh, you know, a near record-setting team. Uh, it's pretty hard to do anything but uh, select him. I, I don't know how you can see it any other way. And, uh, you know, one of the most amazing things, and I haven't had a chance to look it up, none of the outstanding players in the East were quarterbacks. Figure that out. Yeah, that's the first time in a long time, although they've had, so many, they've had so many injuries over there. It's uh, oh, yeah. it, it maybe not surprising. Greg, what, what more can we say about Bo Levi? I, I totally agree. I think he's going to be the guy. However, I don't think it's going to be unanimous. I honestly think there'll be one or two, uh, maybe three, that might vote for Mike Riley. Um, and we'll see how the homers come out there. But I, I, I just don't... I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think it's going to be an honest pick. Just had a text from Lisa. She says, how much harder would it have been to vote for Singleton if he had had that pick six on Sunday? Yeah, that's <laughs> an excellent came, question. It came he, down to he it. he catches that, he's gone. Exactly. That's, yeah. uh, that's so true. Hey, the one award that wasn't uh, you know, an- announced today, but I think another award that Calgary is going to win, I'll be disappointed if they don't, and again, I, I'm coming across as a homer here, Dave Dickinson, if he doesn't win Coach of the Year. I know Mike O'Shea has done a great job. Wally Buono has done a great job. There's been some good coaching jobs this year, but n- nothing more than what uh, Dave Dickinson has done at 15-2-1. Greg, you first. I totally agree. I mean, nobody would think that a rookie coach could go out and take over a legend with John Huffnagel, and I know that it was a great transition, a smooth transition, but Dave Dickinson has just stepped in and just done a miraculous job of of leading this team to such a great record. So, yeah, there's just, you know, it's tough to not recognize uh, those other guys, Mike O'Shea and Wally, for the great years they've had, but they're just a step behind uh, with what Dave has done this year. Yeah, I agree with it. Uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of uh, skepticism and doubt and uncertainty in the air about Dave. And, uh, you know, even though he's an accomplished uh, uh, coordinator and a very smart guy, taking over the head job is still a different league. And he stepped right in there. You know, it's good to see Mike O'Shea, who, when we were out there, Greg, was uh, kind of on his last legs if they didn't get it turned around. But uh, he did get it turned around. And Wally Buono, I, I, you know, I was a little skeptical to a point about him going back there at age 66. I mean, my goodness. Uh, but he's done the job. He's got that team, and that's the team that I'm convinced will be here on uh, November the 20th. And, and Mark or Dave, I just and sorry, Chuck. Whoever I, I am, after, yeah, that the very remember the very first game after they lost, uh, we had a caller call in. He called in later and kind of said <laughs> I was wrong, but he called in and said Dave Dickinson's a terrible coach. This team's going nowhere. We need to fire Dave Dickinson <laughs> right now and replace him. And, you know, I stood up for Dave and said, I think you're being a little impulsive and Dave will be a good coach. But uh, yeah. after that first game, we had some people skeptical of how Dave was going to do, and he sure turned it around from there. Hey, guys, great yeah. conversation. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I want to thank you very much for your time. You enjoy a little bit of a break, too, guys, and we'll uh, talk again for the West Final, okay? Leading up to the 20th. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Mark Steven, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. Greg Peterson is our outstanding color commentator. we got to take a break. This is the home of the Calgary Stampeders. We're going to talk some short track World Cup. I can tell you, heading to the top of the fourth, 1-1 game, the Cubs and the Indians. This is News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 630 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.